And the encouraging news is you don't have to be the smartest, strongest, coolest, prettiest, or most successful to do great things for Jesus and make your life count for eternity. You only need to believe in and follow Jesus. Welcome to the Christ Our Constant podcast with Village Christian Spiritual Life Director Paul Pitts III. This podcast is Village Christian School declaring on Christ the solid rock we stand, all other ground is sinking sand. This is the foundational heartbeat built upon the solid rock of Christ Jesus and His gospel. And now, PP3. Have you ever heard of the American dream? When pilgrims came to this continent, they dreamed of freedom to worship. Founding fathers dreamed of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness with all the opportunities America's democracy would offer. The American dream will tell you anyone can achieve success through hard work, sacrifice, and education. But I think the American dream today is simply get yours, more money, bigger house, better car, pursue power and fame, retire early, get as much stuff as possible, be self-made, and really self-centered and self-focused for a life of maximum comfort. That's the mentality of so many influential people today, and I wonder if it's yours. The American dream offers personal success and potential riches, but fails to really ever include God and making a difference in the world for Jesus Christ. Our theme for this school year is rock solid, the firm foundation that's found in Jesus. But the American dream of today will have you ignoring Jesus's words, ignoring Jesus's gospel, and ignoring King Jesus to build your life, your identity, your life's meaning, your hope, your view of justice, your pursuit of satisfaction or love, and to build your soul on sinking sand with no foundation at all. But the good news of Jesus Christ tells you your identity can be that of a child of God. Your hope can be in the risen Savior who will never leave or forsake you. Your view of justice could have a foundation in the God who is perfectly just. Your satisfaction could be eternal through Christ and His love. And your soul has every opportunity to stand on the solid foundation found in Christ. But almost every commercial, ad, so many movies, TV shows, and social media algorithms want you to sell your soul, to be your own God, to trust yourself, and to build your life on the sand. We've all been blessed to come to 2024. Another year on the calendar and another year of life. In time, it goes by so fast. Life goes by fast. And I pray you don't waste it. I hope and pray that each of you live beautiful, impactful lives that echo into eternity and count for forever. I hope you would faithfully pursue those things that are priceless, found in Christ Jesus not just the things that are passing away in the world. An author and pastor named John Piper has said, plenty of people don't care whether you make a lasting difference for something great. Most of the time, 
Even you just want people to like you. If people would like you, you'd be satisfied. Or if you could just have a good job, a nice family, a cool car, long weekends, great friends, early retirement, quick and easy death, and no hell, you'd be fine. And this is the main point, even without God, end quote. And in the passage we'll focus on today, in Luke 12, 13 through 21, we'll meet two people like this. One person who wanted it all, and one who had it all, but they had no concern or care for Christ, which we'll see doesn't end well. My goal to get across today can be summed up in this way. Don't waste your life when life to the fullest is offered to you through Jesus Christ. First, we'll meet a man who was seeing Jesus wrongly, and then the man who was seeing life wrongly. So let's read Luke 12, 13 through 15, for the man who was seeing Jesus wrongly. Luke writes to us, Someone in the crowd said to him, being Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbiter over you? And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. This first man was seeing Jesus wrongly. Friends, Jesus in this story is preaching and teaching, interacting with his disciples, the apostles and crowds who are like sheep without a shepherd who have come to Christ for salvation, life, and guidance, and some of them for just miracles and fluff. But the point is, Jesus was preaching and encouraging his disciples when this man within the crowd, like a student interrupting a teacher, just interrupted Jesus' teaching. He wasn't a disciple, just a man within the crowd. And the crowds are different than the disciples in the Gospels. And it's probably similar to people in the world today. The crowds were just curious about Jesus, but not committed. They were more like fans than followers. And they usually wanted something from Jesus for their own good, but they didn't want to follow Jesus. So picture the scene. Jesus with his disciples and these crowds everyone hanging on his word in deep need of him for some reason, whether for good or for superficial reasons. But this man doesn't seem to be listening at all to Jesus's teaching. He had a personal request for Jesus that was evidently more important. He wanted Jesus to force his brother to give him more of the family inheritance. He wasn't coming to Jesus for help with salvation, forgiveness, or new life. He just wanted Jesus to help him get more money so he could further what we would call his American dream. He didn't want Jesus as a savior, lord, or king. He wanted him to be like a heavenly firefighter. Jesus, I have an emergency, and even though I don't know you that well, just come and fix this for me so I can get back to my life without you. He wanted Jesus to be his genie, to fulfill his wishes for financial security and more money. And it's so easy even today to waste away your life seeking Jesus for all the wrong reasons or not seeking Jesus at all. 
or seeking Jesus, as I said, for the wrong reasons, like a superstition, just to get what you really want, when in reality, he is the only one who can give you true life and make your life count. I'm sure the majority of you listening to this podcast have great aspirations, goals, and desires that you're seeking, but I hope you're also seeking Jesus and seeking him rightly because he's the only way to have the rock-solid foundation that you need in life to the full, a life that's well-lived and unwasted. So we come to verse 14. Jesus and this crowd with his disciples and this man who interrupted him for more money and family problems, Jesus basically tells them, I didn't come into the world from heaven for legal decisions like an inheritance. Luke 19.10, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. But this man sees Jesus wrongly as a means to meet his superficial needs rather than the eternal and deepest needs of his soul. So in verse 15, picture Jesus quieting down, looking around at the eyes and hearts of the people, and he tells them to be careful and to guard against being greedy and never being satisfied. And then he tells them, you exist for more than just being rich or having a lot of stuff. Friends, God does not measure your life by whether you're rich, famous, cool in the eyes of people, popular, or super crazy successful. Matthew 16, 26 actually says, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Friends, your identity, meaning, hope, and satisfaction is more than what you have or what you do. It should be found in being made in the image of God and becoming or being a child of God through Christ. But if you're seeking Jesus wrongly or not seeking him at all, your life will lack the foundation that God offers you today on the rock. And this is what we see in the parable Jesus gives in the rest of this passage. We've seen the man who was seeing Jesus wrongly. Now let's hear the story of a man seeing life wrongly in Luke 12, 16 through 21. Luke tells us, and Jesus told them a parable saying, the land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? In verse 21, so is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. This is an example of a man seeing life wrongly. In verses 16 and 17 in this parable, Jesus portrays this man as a rich entrepreneur productive in his business. He has more product than he even needs or has room for. Then in verse 18, he decides to redo his barns to build 
bigger and better, and there he'll put all his prized possessions. Picture this new barn, this new building like a shrine or a symbol of his wealth, where all his identity, meaning, hope, status, and sense of security lies. And in today's world, this man would be a role model, the successful businessman, intelligent, influential, and someone you want to be in life. The world will tell you this man isn't wasting his life, but maximizing his life. But do you notice how he's storing all of this product and possessions up for himself? There's no hint of caring for the needy, being generous towards those in need, since God blesses us to be blessings to others. This man was in his mind self-made, but he was also completely self-centered and self-focused. An important side note is there's nothing inherently sinful with being wealthy but it becomes wrong when your wealth has you. When it becomes what you worship, your foundation, your sense of identity, hope, meaning, and satisfaction. And that's where this man has come. Twice in verse 19, he uses the word soul, showing us that his soul finds all of its trust, hope, and security, not in God, but in his wealth. And whether it's your wealth, achievements, appearance, popularity, or whatever, that will never suffice for your soul's eternal safety. Jesus is painting the picture of this man coming to something like an early retirement. He has so much merchandise, profits, and goods stored up for years that he tells himself he can just relax, take it easy, eat all he wants, drink all he wants, and be happy for years to come. He was not only self-centered, but absolutely certain about what his life was going to look like for years to come, since he was so great and had it all together. But by verse 20, God's assessment of this man was completely different than what he thought and what the world would think about him today. God calls him a fool. And you might think this is harsh, but in the Bible, The fool is someone who says there's no God or lives as if there's no God. The fool is one who rebels against God, makes evil plans, doing things that displease God, mocks God and loves sin, hates knowledge and ignores God's word. A fool is disobedient to parents, never learns, wastes their God-given life and builds their life on the sand. This man was smart when it came to money and prosperity on earth. But it was all a waste because he was a fool when it came to relating to God. And he thought he had years to live, more of his self-focused life. But he died the very day he made all his plans to make bigger barns and live it up for years to come. Then all his wealth, all his possessions, and all his stuff would just be given to someone else. And everything he built his whole life upon could do nothing for him. At best, he probably thought, I can live for myself now and think about God later. If he thought about God at all, he wasted his life building an amazing mansion with the best cars, clothes, fame, and success, and wealth, but all on the foundation of sand. 
You see, everyone has a birthday and a death date. And life is that dash in the middle. No one knows how long it is, and you don't want to waste it by not living for God. And in verse 21, to end this passage, Jesus says in this verse that you can be just like this man who built his life on the sand which led to destruction. You can be like this man, working hard, sacrificing, finding your identity, sense of meaning, placing your hope, finding treasure in the things of this world, but not being rich toward God. This man had everything, but he didn't have God. And in the end, he was shown to have nothing. He had no concern for his sin and his need for a savior. He wasted his life and then died. But a life well lived and being rich toward God means to have a rich relationship with God through Jesus Christ, to be right with God, saved by God, and restored to God through Jesus Christ, to know and enjoy the free grace of God, the mercy of God, and the love of God revealed through Jesus living, dying on the cross, and rising again for people like you a true and full relationship with God that's rich in faith, hope, love, worship, thanksgiving, and trusting the Lord through every season of your life, whether finishing high school, just starting, or somewhere in the middle. To be rich toward God is to find salvation, forgiveness, redemption, identity, meaning, and purpose through Jesus Christ. To be rich toward God is to live, to glorify, honor, and tell others about Jesus more than get attention for yourself. And the encouraging news is you don't have to be the smartest, strongest, coolest, prettiest, or most successful to do great things for Jesus and make your life count for eternity. You only need to believe in and follow Jesus. Receive and rest in Him. Live for His glory using your God-given gifts. You got to start with Jesus if you're attempting to change the world because Jesus needs to first change you and you need to be right with the God who made the world. So don't waste your life when you could instead follow Jesus, live humbly, embrace the gift of every single day, trust God with tomorrow, be kind and have rich relationships with others. Friends, life is well lived when you live in view of Jesus' throne rather than trying to establish your own. And one way not to waste your life is not to waste this semester. We will never get this time back. So may you be fully present and thankful for your friends, teachers, classes, games, the shows or chapels and retreats Make this semester count. Every day is a gift from God, so be sure to embrace it, and more importantly, embrace God himself by faith in Christ. In closing, one thing I've learned about life, especially when I tore my ACL playing college football, is that God's plans are greater than my dreams, and God's plans are greater than the American dream but we have to trust him. And we have every reason to do so when we consider Jesus. Friend, your life is too valuable to be wasted. 
and you only have one life that will soon be passed. It's what you do for Christ that will last. This has been the Christ Our Constant podcast, a production of Village Christian School in Los Angeles, California. Help us spread the word of Christ Our Constant, available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back again soon with more devotional content, interviews, and much more.